Sounds like a fun place to start. Skin grafts. Skin grafts. We know they're putting foreskin into skin grafts. It was on the Oprah Winfrey show. And they're putting it into the, the face creams you all use, the girls. Hold up. They do not put foreskins in face creams. Yes, they do. It helps bloody collagen or something like that. Cassidy, that is a lie. You'd feel those itty-bitty foreskins on you. What you feel is smoother, younger, seeming skin. See? And that's how they hockey. You just gotta think about it. You do have nice skin. Shut up. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. You just fear me. Yes. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to our second episode of the week of the Fear Me podcast, episode 73. This time we're talking about Preacher, season premiere, season two, episode one and two, On the Road and Mumbai Sky Tower. Wow. I'm tired, Kim. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing tonight? I'm good. tired. It's been hot in Atlanta, finally. Not Mm -hmm. complaining about it being hot, but it's also raining a lot. I'm complaining about that. It's muggy. It's super muggy. There you go. Good word. Yep. Yeah, well, that's Atlanta. I know. I know. (laughs) But other than that, I'm good. Happy to be back for Preacher. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Definitely. (laughs) And how are you doing, Scott? Uh, I'm okay. I'm tired. It's hotter than hell here, and I am complaining about it being hot. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. One, One more day in the week, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte's Charlotte is uh, definitely got in a hot region right now. Oh, wait a um, second! You don't have work tomorrow, do you? I do not. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch! Seriously. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, but, drink extra. Yeah, but unfortunately, with these long hours we do during the summer at the school, the um, by the time I hit the uh, Friday day off, I'm a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can't even enjoy it. Well, then we'll it's do a, a podcast about you. There we go. So, what are you drinking to ward off the heat wave? Well, I figured since we're getting back to Preacher, it's like starting at one for us. So, I brought out one of my old favorites. Okay. And it's a jam session from Noda Brewery here in Charlotte again. Uh, Absolutely love their stuff. And I feel like every time I start with a new season of something, I'm going to start with one of these. It's going to be your thing now, huh? It is going to be my thing. You're they just wanting pay me. to drink that beer, I think. Yes, yes. Okay. You're looking for an excuse really... to drink that beer. Absolutely. Okay. They, should, okay. they should pay me for it, I swear. Get on that. All right. Well, we'll need to uh, definitely link their stuff to our podcast this week. That's right. Stu, uh, what are you drinking, Kim, lad? Kim and I are partaking of something that uh, I just found, uh, a new one, which is um, Second Self Brewery, the huh. AT Ale. Oh, nice. And it's actually very good. It's, it's the light. ATL ale. No, it's the ATL. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cool. see what they're doing there. It is the right. ATL. And it's A-T-L. actually very good. It's light. It's not too overpoweringly rich. Uh, good flavor. But Is um, it like a session ale or an IPA or what does it say? Um, I believe it's just, it tastes like an IPA. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it actually says it on the can. But no, it's it's very, very good. 
Well, like we all know to bring it's not worth reading if it's not on the can. True. It is pretty good. <laughs> it says, okay, it says Atlanta Ale, local, crisp, clean, refreshing, crushable. Crushable, nice. Yes. I like that. Which I guess is because it's in a can. That's how I always knew that it was um, lunchtime around here. I could hear um, the can getting crushed up the street from my buddy who was drinking every day at 12. <laughs> <laughs> so said, like, oh, I better make lunch. There you go. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll bring some up. Sounds good. All right. Are we ready to get into Preacher? I think so. What's Preacher? Mm, preacher is awesome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So, season premiere, Preacher, season two, episode one, On the Road, and episode two is Mumbai Sky Tower. We're going to treat them as if it's just one big happy episode. Okay. Instead of going episode by episode, because there is so much to talk about. There is. There is. There's a lot in this this whole thing. I think we Um, even skip the part where we we talk about if we liked it or not, because I doubt anyone did not like these. Well, that's true, but I got to say this. So in in the first ten, 10 minutes of the first show, we have the Saint of Killers showing up, cops getting killed, uh, one who maced his balls, um, tulip siphoning gas through an intestine, mm-hmm. um, and there's a conversation about foreskin and facial scream, all in the first 10 minutes of this show. Oh, yeah. How mm-hmm. awesome was that? And who knew hot sauce and Yoo-Hoo would be the way to get the taste of blood out of your mouth? Yeah, that was a good scene. <laughs> we'll have to remember that one. Yeah. Our our next time we go out on the town. And we bite somebody. But don't you think that the second episode was a bit slower than the first? That well, was kind of disappointing to be? me. How could it not be? I mean, come on. That thing, that, that first episode was like getting shot out of a cannon. Yeah. And, yeah, and in fact, I think one of your comments after watching the first episode was, God, I'm going to need like a script just to try and keep up. With what right. we're talking about. There was so much happening in that episode. I mean, yeah. we could have we could record a whole episode about um, all the one-liners mm-hmm. that were in this. About oh, foreskin yeah. and yes, all kinds of stuff. Oh, I think Hardwick, Hardwick hit it on the head when he said that, can we just get an, a full hour of Cassidy talking? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anytime, you, anytime you start listening to him talk, it's like you're trying to... Well, for one thing, you're trying to translate exactly what he's talking about, but there's just so much going on at once. It's like, oh my, you have to go back and rewatch just that, just his conversations. Oh, I know. No doubt. No doubt. The foreskin thing, and then it coming up again in the second episode uh-huh. was yes. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I... I um, <laughs> and Jesse I said, well, the... your skin does look better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I watched the first episode, of course, the first night. And then the second night, they played the first episode again, and then the second episode. So I got to watch them in sequence like that. Um, I, it really just played well. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying, Kim, about it being slower in the second half, but there was also some parts of the second episode that were, you know, standalone fantastic themselves. Oh, I agree. Everything with Ganesh, Fiori. Uh, oh, yeah. Fiori and, and Cassidy's Bender. Yes. If that isn't one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen, I don't know what is. <laughs> I mean, that was hilarious. 
<laughs> the the bathtub scene was a little whoa wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the big bouncy balls they're kicking them all over the place and stuff <laughs> and I like that they made a fort <laughs> yes I know it's fantastic oh absolutely one of my favorite scenes loved it loved it but the opening scene for mm-hmm. the first episode yes was amazing yeah mm-hmm. that was it exciting really was. It was. Yeah, and, and Jesse's got the confidence to tell Tulip, you know, do whatever you want. Like, stop for the cops, do your Afghan, oh, yeah. what was it, Afghan war vet thing, or just... Yeah. Or just blow him <laughs> just away. Just blow him away. Because he was I, ready to try out his God voice. Yeah, and I just love the play off of the uh, the uh, Come On Eileen. Oh, yeah, they're you singing know, in the back. And, yeah. Well, not, not only that, but they're all singing, oh, that sucks off. That song's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Gassy's like, ah, oh, shite. You know. <laughs> 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 and then by the end they're all like yeah it's all right that's pretty good song. <laughs> i love the way too that they um they switched to a um a visual uh that portrayed more of a 1970s car yes. chase yes mm-hmm. images the the way they filmed it was really great well, even the it, construction scene what's that even the construction scene it was oh, like yeah. they're in a downtown car chase and they're going through a construction scene well, the thing the thing I loved about it is is the scenes where they're actually sitting in the car are so fake. It's what makes it hilarious. It you reminded know, me bad... of Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, you remember or, those movies? Yeah, exactly. Or or uh, Shaft. You know, Shaft. any of those things where they're just sitting in these cars and they're supposedly <laughs> going down the road and you see the fake background going by it's them, just and stuff. flying by. Yep. Well, don't talk bad about Shaft. I wasn't talking about no, Shaft. No, that was like I was talking nostalgic about Shaft. <laughs> what did you say about Hutch, Shaft? Man. Starsky and Hutch, man. That was cutting-edge stuff. It was nostalgia. Sweet, it sweet is nostalgia. nostalgia. I'm sorry. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the um, intestines to siphon out gas, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. hello, no. Never in my <laughs> wildest dreams would I ever think to do that. Never in my wildest dreams will I ever do that. No, no. I'll tell you this. One of the coolest things I thought from that whole scene was the sound of the Santa Killer's guns. Mm. They sound like cannons. Yeah. Every time they went off, it kaboom, kaboom. Yeah, and it was, and yeah, I was actually wondering, was that just him when it was first started? I mean, you saw just him, but yeah. Um, right. I mean, he was blowing through cars. Like, yeah, you know, taking all the guys down, took down the guy that was still singing uh, the Yellow Rose of Texas, Yellow Rose of Texas and would yeah. not stop singing. Blew, blew the, uh, shot. the poor guy that maced his balls and blew his mm-hmm. head off. Was okay, the guy, the poor guy that was macing himself, would that really hurt that bad? First of all, is my question. And secondly, was he bleeding because of macing himself or was that all just gunshot? Because I thought maybe. It was, I think it was gunshots. And yes, I think that would burn like hell. That would. <laughs> probably would in his head the top of his head literally got Which blown again, off that, re- that whole so. reference to the foreskin thing oh yeah <laughs> that would have been that would have been painful yes Kim okay I'm just wondering I don't know yeah he was yes. sweating pretty yeah, bad that was that was strictly a head and speaking of burning off. I like the consistency of them sticking with um, Cassidy's like trying to stay out of the sun oh my god that was hilarious yeah he's under the umbrella when he comes out and he's getting in the argument about having to get his sunscreen and then 
when they finally, that one guy tackles him, comes from the side and tackles him, takes him out of the, the <laughs> frame hilarious. of the, the video. And then, <laughs> and then he's, he's carrying, or he's leading him oh back to the God. car and he's still holding the umbrella. And the, I guess the chief or whatever comes up and he's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, well, he said he was going to burn. Right. Oh, that other guy was holding it. Yeah. Yeah. So he, and then Kesty runs off to the car cause he's burning. Uh-huh. And that's when... Yeah, he screams and runs away. I will say one thing, though. I, it's, it's it's nitpicky, but when he's standing there with his umbrella telling these guys about the fact that he's going to burn and he needs his sunscreen, his arm's in the sun. Was oh, it? Oh, is it? Oh, I, did, I missed yeah. that. But I was actually surprised that he's able to just not get in direct sunlight. It has to be right. just direct sunlight because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. he's makes pretty. Sense. Yeah, I guess. He's pretty close to they've being... done that. They've done that tons of times with all kinds of... Uh, vampire. vampire stuff and so forth that was always the direct sunlight he's in the wrong state huh? he's Texas. in the wrong state this is true without a doubt he needs to go north without a doubt just north. like our zombie people northwest buddy that's what uh what did what did uh tulip say um we're in texas they pretty much grow dumbass crazy here yeah that was a good line <laughs> uh no offense to the texans listeners but i would have to mm-hmm. agree <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure most most people living in Texas would have to agree <laughs> yeah, as well. I don't think they're going to yeah. argue. I think they people wear that in like Texas a Texas love Texas. Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah, we have the biggest crazy ass people mm-hmm. here as well. Mm-hmm. Everything's, Everything's bigger, bigger in, Texas, in Texas. Including you're crazy. crazy you're, so, be bigger. Mike, um, what's the story with mm-hmm. Mike? So he's, What a great character. Is, yeah. Yeah, he was. Good. But he's supposed to be like this all-knowing guy who knows. He's very scholarly when it comes to the Bible and biblical times. How does he know? Like I've never heard of the saint of killers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Well, it's, what, what's the what's his connection? Well, even even when he mentions the saint of kill of killers, um, Jesse was like, I thought that was a, yeah, a ghost. Ghost story. He said, yeah. I thought it was a ghost story. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, Jesse is definitely a very um, unconventional preacher. Okay. You know, you don't get too many preachers that embrace violence the way he does and so forth. So, yeah. and, you know, and his father was evidently an influence on him for that. And so I'd imagine, you know, if Mike was a friend of his father's, then. Mike was the same kind of guy. And, you know, and I think I think uh, Mike kind of represents maybe what his father was to Jesse as far as, you know, his knowledge base. So getting going to Mike is kind of in a way going to his, back to his father to get the information. Right. That's a good point, so, too. And he does, he corrects Tulip because Tulip was asking who, who Mike was mm-hmm. when they were heading over there. And um, she says, so is this guy a scholar or is he this or that? And he said, no, he's just, he's real well yeah, read. Exactly. Like he kept, he kept kind of downplaying like how much knowledge he actually had. Right. And how cool was it with the, <laughs> the first way you see how Mike does his, uh, his ministering is by sticking people in a cage and putting a blanket over them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was not going to a godly <laughs> thing when i saw that i just i just laughed when they go inside and the girl's still screaming he's like i have guests keep it down yeah, he's like it's quieter in here. <laughs> here here lesson here 
<laughs> and, and didn't he ask like we got answers or something like that? And he was like, "Well, I got That's whiskey. Right. I got whiskey." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love that when he says to them, you know, when they're telling him their story or whatever like that, and he goes, "You kids on drugs?" <laughs> Tulip's like, yeah. "No." <laughs> and you just, I don't know if you notice, but Cassidy kind of smiles in the background, <laughs> like, "Yeah, maybe I." <laughs> But Mike just doesn't come off as the godly type of guy, mm-hmm. especially with people in cages and who knows what else is going on. You know, on the back thing there. I also kind of liked about he's him is every time I them. see that actor in something, he's usually playing some kind of a military officer or something yes. like that. And yeah. I just thought his bearing and so forth brought such a fun, interesting aspect to that character. Um, it, I think it made it even more absurd because because when you <laughs> see the guy, you're thinking, you know, the way he's talking and so forth, that this is a guy that. If he shaved once in a while, he'd really have his act together, you know. Right. And I love when they went in the port in the in his house, and he's like, uh, "Wife used to clean up, but she's dead." Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't he say something about the dog too? Like the dog used to bark. Yeah, right. Like but you know, he just says that's there. right. He said the dog dog yeah. used to be angry, but then he got old. <laughs> that's when our dog got angry. Yeah, was when he got true. old. That's true. That's true. But um <laughs> yeah, I, I I I um Mike was one of the highlights for me of that episode. I thought he was such a great character. Well, he was kind of refreshing after all the killing that happened at the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode. It was nice to kind of take a break and kind of segue out a mm-hmm. little bit and get some information and then you come back to more killing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they keep they're going through this whole thing trying to find their next goal and he was able to give right. that to them. And then um I don't know when he when he actually when the saint of killers was coming to get him, was that knife actually there to protect him, or do you think oh, he no. was he, planning he, on taking himself oh, he, out he, the whole no, time? Right from the knew. beginning, he knew he was going to have to take himself out. That knife was not very sharp, and it was not no. long at all. How do you know how sharp it was? It was like a butter knife. It was a knife. It was. I mean, whatever. It <laughs> it's not anything that would take out the saint no. of killers. And that's for sure. To, oh God, what did what did um Mike say to him though? That was so funny because he said, "Where did Jesse go?" Or where did the preacher go? And he's oh, he said he gave him like yeah. two or three. I think one was things. like he went down to Georgia to find the midnight train or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but he said it so matter of fact. He just kept coming yeah. back and with, well, with different answers. Went down to Georgia awesome. and looking for the midnight train. You know, oh my god, I was dying laughing. Oh, we did gloss over yes. one thing, and that was the guy who lost his cat, and then the he lost his tongue. Oh, that at the was convenience gruesome. store. Oh yeah. Was that afterwards or before? That was after the shootout on the oh, road. But that, was that was after the house. shootout, before they went to go that see was an Mike. Incredibly, uh, that um, was an incredibly gruesome scene. Yeah, I think that's when you tweeted and said, is this a season way more gruesome than last season? Yeah, because they pulled in and the guy was like, is that an intestine? I was like, the back of the car. I felt really bad for him. Yeah. By the way, Kim, they said on the after show that this season is a lot more gruesome than the first season. Oh, they did? Yeah. Did they say why? Um, just so they're ratcheting up everything. That's probably just the because book. Because of Negan? I no, guess. That's probably just the book is more gruesome. <laughs> or maybe maybe Greg Nicotero came by the studio one day. Yeah. Negan brought everything to the next level on TV. Ooh, boy, that did, for sure. <laughs> but if this, you know, but but it's not as it's not as hard to take on this show because it's got such a dark humor to the show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all you know, kitschy. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to take it seriously. When you do that kind of stuff, though, when you're in a scene that's supposed to be taken very seriously, that's that's a whole different realm. But 
the tongue being ripped out of the guy's that face. That was pretty gruesome. That was pretty bad. Well, yeah. it's because, you know, we're set up with this whole, like you're saying, the dark humor part of Cassidy and Jesse and Tulip and their one-liners and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of making fun of serious situations. And then the Saint of Killers always comes in there to kind of remind you, this is serious. Mm-hmm. Like he, and he does not give a shit about anyone. He's right. not just after these three. He's going to kill anything that's in his path. Right. And I mean, that, I think when they open the second scene or second uh, episode. episode with him and he's so frustrated, he just screams. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of drives it home that like this dude is pissed. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to kind of change the feeling of the, of the whole episode. Well, that scream makes him not a paranormal person. Like he's not... He's not of the other realm. Like yeah, he's he, not just popping around different yeah. places. He's like he has a mission, and yeah. his mission is to kill Jesse, and he can't get that done. And he's pissed off. I have to. I have to admit, I didn't like the scream. I really? I like the fact that he seemed to be impervious to everything. He was silent, and when he did talk, there was very any, very little talking going on. But that to me, that's just like it's like Pepe Le Pew. I know. You know, it's just like a frustrating character that oh, always seems I, to get totally, what he's after. Well, it's like then, Jason or Michael Myers. Mm-hmm, that's like that's, that's what exactly I mean. what I when thought of. Like emotion. Yeah, during all those movies, for sure, those two guys would have easily been able to kill whoever it is that they encountered. But yet, those stupid little college kids always seem to get away. How pissed off would you be if you were a serial killer and these kids kept getting away from you and you knew you were stronger than them? But, but, like but you you would lose some of the cool this. Uh, detachment that those characters had from the murders that they were committing if they had been reacting that way to this stuff. True, and and I totally agree with you. And that's kind of where I was with the the saint when we were talking, or when we were talking about this scream. It kind of took a little bit of that away from me. Yes. I don't agree. I mean, I I kind of agree with you in that... um... Do not agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. We get it. It is your right as an American citizen to disagree, Stuart. Yes, for the time being. (laughs) It doesn't mean, you know, you can say whatever dumb thing you have to say. I'm just saying that I think, (laughs) oh, are you saying I'm doing something dumb? No. Screw all (laughs) y'all. I'm going to let you play on that. No, what I'm saying is, um, for me, for the the scream was nice. It was nice because it's like, that's reality. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd be pissed off too. Well, it's it's like it's like the angels taking part in just like human things. Yeah, right. You know, it's like it's ta- it's taking some of the supernatural out of it, which I actually enjoy. Well, let me ask uh, you this: making it more realistic, in a way, but at the same time, it's uh-huh. like you got to be scared of this guy. He's brutal. So let let me ask you and this: angry. Then. You know, there's no talking to him. Right. I mean, but we do. We do know that he is doing this to get back to his family, right? Yes, he has a mission. Right, but in some ways, does that make him a little bit of a sympathetic character? Yes. In a way, it does, yes. After the conversation with Fiori, it does. Right, right, and that's what I was which is thinking. Why, I mean, which is why the scream is okay for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Right. I have. To, He's not paranormal. Right, and I agree with you. I, um, I accepted it more when we got to the end of that thing, but at first I was not. Okay, you're sticking to that, huh? Yeah. Okay. Why would I not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Scott after all. That's true. Yeah. 
for God's sakes, man. <laughs> Cannot get him to say he is wrong about anything. He's not wrong. I'm not no, no, he is incorrect. Opinion. He is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I have been mistaken, as usual. Just like because I brought that whole scream thing up, we skipped the entire strip club, which I think was also a great scene, mm-hmm. not because of the conversation that was happening in the scene, but what was happening on the TV behind them. Which uh, was Cassidy uh, getting a little too frisky yes. with one of the strippers, yes, yes. <laughs> which ends up causing uh, the security guy to shoot his gun, which ends up killing the person that they're actually having the conversation yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, killing Tammy. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Uh, and but I mean, I thought the conversation with Tammy was really good too. Oh no, it was good. But I, yeah, what was but happening? Being able to it was watch hilarious. that in the background yes. was hilarious. Yeah, you were like, it was like this entire other thing was well, going and she on. Kept, in the background. She kept calling for security, and you kept seeing yeah. on the screen above her that security's involved with something else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's obviously only one security guard in the whole strip club. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, what was his name? Tony or something? Tony, no come idea. to the office. Tony, Tony, come to the office. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out God's just there for the music. Isn't it cool that he likes jazz? I could see that. Jazz is soothing. Your uh, dad loved sure. jazz. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he would play it for us, and that's why we listen to rock and roll. Yeah. But with jazz, there is. <laughs> there's there's dark and light to jazz. There's <laughs> depression and happiness in like jazz. Billy Holiday. Yeah. And there is in rock and roll as well, but I think in, with jazz, it's, you know, it's a little closer yeah, jazz. jazz soulful. Well, you know, jazz yeah. brings out the emotion through the actual music itself, where rock and right. roll and other other forms will bring it out through words and things. Right. So, um, yeah, that makes you know definitely can make a big difference. But um, it was I did like, or I let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This this is a question I had for you guys. When you saw the jazz band in the strip club, <laughs> did you have any inkling that that was? That that was the reason why God was there? Heck no. I did. Yeah, no, I did, because she said that he was there for the music, and then they showed the jazz band. No, no, they showed them when they first came in. they showed the jazz band first. Yeah, they showed, when they came in and they were walking across the strip club, you saw this this three-piece jazz band, which you don't normally would see in a a strip club. Right, right. And it really stood out. You know what I was thinking when I saw the jazz band in the strip club? How do you strip to jazz music? Right, right, exactly. Right. But not, when they were not very easy. When they were sitting down there, and I, I mean, I didn't realize it when I saw the jazz band. But when they were sitting down there and they were trying to ask her, you know, why God was there, which girl, which girl brought God in there, and I thought to myself, wait a minute, no, 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 it's the jazz band. No, I didn't, I didn't get catch it at that point. But no, that did not occur to me at all. But uh, I, anyway, that was a neat twist. But I wouldn't think, I would not think that God was there for a girl. No, no, but that was far fetched. But our God, this God walking the earth, is uh, somewhat unpredictable. We don't know what we're seeing yep. here. Yeah, I, I, I would ac- actually have to say that at that point, I, I don't know that I was really that interested in why he was there. I was more interested in the conversation. The girls then. that were on the screen. No, I was interested <laughs> in the conversation that was being had about the when she's talking about if you see him, you'll pee yourself. You, no, you'll shit your pants. They'll shit your pants as well. Yes. <laughs> no, I just I, I like that line because because uh, she says that even after she got shot. Yeah, you know, she said he's you're gonna shit your pants, you know, and uh, it was hilarious. He came for the jazz. <laughs> I feel like that's a line from another movie too. 
I don't know. Feels like they're stealing a lot. It may be in the Bible. Really? In the Bible? Who knows? No. I came for the jazz. So Jesse and Tool finally hook up back at the hotel. Mm-hmm. He goes to have a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Then all hell breaks loose. I know, but the great thing about that scene is that at that hotel, they bring back our uh, changeable message board. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Like like they had at the, the uh, church. What did yeah. they say? Well, it said... It was. It was said. It was for a gun enthusiast, or it was the one that was for the Greater uh, Association of Gun Gun Aficionados. Yes, exactly. Right. They exactly. show it in the first episode, and then they show it again in the second episode when all the people come running out because right. he he's do, okay. trying to do the God voice, and it's not stopping the killer or the uh, Saint of Killers, and and so then all those people come running out when he starts shooting the gun. Oh, which is great. Did you hear? No, it was after the van some... crashed. They heard the van, yeah, yeah, the yeah, truck yeah, crashed. Van, that's into right. The same, so everybody comes right. running out and everybody's kind of freaking right. Slow rifle. motion following the bullet and it's rotating right there. And yeah. all of a sudden it goes through the guy that's driving the van who then hits the Saint of Killers. Yeah. And all those people came out with the guns. <laughs> Did you hear some of the comments they were saying, though, when they were uh, after they shot or as they're running out? Those were hilarious. Oh, my God. It was great. They're like, what can't guns do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was aw- there was like two or three different comments that were made after they shot him too, and yeah. like that woman shoots the grenade, yeah, and blows on. They're like, "Wee!" Like guns solve all problems. They're all high fiving and everything, and then she goes, "Look!" <laughs> uh, I, even lo- I, even loved it. I, I don't know why I just, I got so tickled when I saw the name on the truck too. It was like Jones old time axle grease. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. I mean, where do you see something like that? Yeah, but it was like fancy axle grease, and I was like, what? Yeah, well, it was old-time written in old-time yeah. like, language, you know, or lettering. Yes. Script. time axle grease. <laughs> Which is probably why he couldn't stop. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah. Maybe he that's why. Maybe that's why the saint was able to squeeze <laughs> on out of there, too. Oh, uh, that's true. He did move the van. He did move the van. The van got out of the way. So then he gets up and starts blowing away everybody. Right. And yes. taking them all out. And Jesse's trying to do, he does it twice. He tries to use the God voice to yeah. tell them to run. Right. The second time it takes effect, but by that time they're they're already getting so gunned down. Yeah, right. and then he, and he's trying to run back out of there and Cassidy grabs him and is like, no, 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 you're going to get yourself killed. And so they run into the hotel where they end up in the um, vending machine lobby oh my god that was so funny but before that they run into the room and tulip is watching the news oh report that's right oh, yeah right. that's right about that's the right. Anvil, anvil getting destroyed and, and what was interesting is each character as they ran in cassidy ran in next or no jesse ran in next and then cassidy they all stopped and started watching the tv yeah until the tv got shot right but in the background you saw people running you saw a shadow of someone with a gun and all it reminded me a little bit of that scene um from last season when Fiore and, and LeBlanc were in the hotel room and they were fighting and you saw a lot of the stuff through the hole going on, you know, um, it was just, you know, they were calm and watching this thing and all this craziness was going on behind them. It was a cool scene. But yes, then they end up in the, uh, in the uh, alcove where the uh, drink machines are. And the guy wanted the ginger ale. Yeah, the one-armed guy, the guy that was injured. <laughs> <laughs> which what the hell and he had like a gun t-shirt on oh yeah he was yeah, one of guns the guns and ammo t-shirt oh, on well and he, he was one of the aficionados uh, was he okay i didn't yeah, yeah, see him that's earlier. what his t-shirt says you know 
uh, you know, uh, convention of the gun aficionados oh, okay. on it or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, I think he gets a uh, ginger ale, and Cassidy's kind of like, you know, ginger ale is really good for blood loss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted a root beer. That's what it was. Yeah, and he was like, you guys got any quarters? And they're like, shh, quiet. And they're watching the reflection of the Santa Killers in the vending machine. He was walking down the hall just blowing people away. Yeah, that was that was a hilarious scene, actually. Yep. Well, scary at the same time. Intense. And that was the whole thing. Like that the even though I agree with you, the second episode was probably not quite as packed full of stuff, which how can you? I mean, it was mm-hmm. just so rich in the first one. The second one was still pretty damn intense. Yes. At the start. Yeah. It was. I think it's just the whole amazing Ganesh stuff. Even though yeah. some of that was intense, it wasn't fast paced. It wasn't like fast paced, episode. but it was so rich. I mean, there it was, was some hilarious. Great That's stuff for sure. in that. Yeah, because we ended the first episode with um, Cassidy sitting in bed, and he sees the the uh, great Ganesh on TV. Yeah, the ad. The ad for him, and and that's how it ended. Did y'all they, realize that was Fiori yes. when he was watching that? I had no well, idea. They didn't, they didn't show him. They just talked about the great Ganesh, and then it zooms in like the little Looney Tunes zoom right. mm-hmm. on him, and then that was it. So it was you saw his face, and you knew you knew he recognized someone, right? Mm-hmm. But you didn't know who. It but was. you know he was he was on that was on earlier in the episode too, when they were um, I can't remember where they were, but the TV was on, and it was an ad for the great Ganesh. Yep. Yeah. And you could, you could, you know, if Hi, you, Mike's if place. you remembered the character you, and you saw him turning around, you could recognize it was him, even though you only got him like half profile. Like I saw the ads before the season sure. premiere ever aired, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I didn't recognize him at all with all the makeup on. Oh, I did. I know that face. Come on. Good for you. That is a distinctive face. <laughs> it is a distinctive face. The mannequin face. It is. Oh my God. But when they, I thought that was good when they finally went to the gas station and those kids had the jackets on, and they had like the the advertiser reading what was on the kids' jackets. Yes. When he was looking, he yes. was like, "Oh, I forgot to tell you." Yeah, exactly. Because he's yeah, he's talking about the saint as being the Terminator. Yes. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Actually, yeah, that was great when he said <laughs> he was like, "Okay, I've got some." Ah, oh, shit, I had it before. Some scenarios? Yeah, he was like, there's a, a, a few scenarios for this. Right, right. One, exactly. he's the Terminator. <laughs> and he like goes through, oh, what happened to him. He's like, two, it's Terminator 2. That's he's right. coming back in time. He's the Terminator <laughs> from Terminator 2. He's coming back in time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. And uh, and and how did you like uh, Frank Patel? Who's Frank Patel? He's the singer. He was the singer. The Sinatra. He was the lounge singer. Uh, the lounge singer who ended up being... Fiari's uh, assistant later on. Uh-huh. And and yeah, later on in the episode, he also starts railing on uh, Jesse about how Sinatra's not uh, appreciated the way he should be. Anyway, I just thought he was funny. But um, I, I really thought um, Tom Tom Brooke, I, get, I think he's the actor that played Fiori, did such a great job in this episode. Yeah, he was good. I mean, his, his, it was really kind of his spotlight episode. And... And he showed um, just such a range of different emotions and so yes. forth. And I was going to say that. Yeah, and you know, and, and his sorrow over what happened with DeBlanc and and everything was, you know, it was it was a little heart wrenching. You could see it was very very sad, fella. Mm-hmm. He felt very alone. 
He was very surprising, though, in this episode because he was such a goofball in last season. Yeah. Like, so, I guess, innocent. I guess you uh-huh. could understand that, you know, he's learned more since yeah, he's been DeBlanc, on Earth DeBlanc now. DeBlanc was the, yeah, DeBlanc seemed to be the brains of the pair. Well, no, it was cool to see him during the whole, like, heroin binge type thing. And he starts. Oh, my God, that was so funny. Yeah, and that's where his range really happened. I mean, he goes from super sad about DeBlanc, LeBlanc. What is it, DeBlanc or LeBlanc? I don't know. DeBlanc. DeBlanc, okay. DeBlanc. Um, but he's, like, so emotional about it. Like, not crying, but, like, yelling, he's my best friend. Yeah, well, and then he's on, like, speed, and he's talking about what a relationship they have and all that. Yeah. Stuff. You know, they were legendary and all that, and he's going through. And it was like this, it was like this, it was like this, and... and you see Cassidy on the bed, and he goes, it was legendary? And he goes, yeah, it was legendary. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that whole thing was just hilarious. Oh, it was. It was, it was Actually, absolutely it was hilarious. hilarious when when he uh, gave him the speedball to start out. And oh, he, he died. died. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, Too much I'll heroin. cut back on the heroin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good thing it was an angel who will come back. But at the same time... He he also you know he also he was very dark at times and and I mean I thought that that whole thing when he was talking to Jesse and and Jesse's thinking he's reaching the guy and he's talking about you know I know now you're I I see what you're saying this is a serious situation you know I need to really be looking at this you know there's just one thing that is is keeping me from one thing that's in the way from me being able to do it and he goes and that's me giving a shit yeah yeah totally catches you off guard right right i thought it was great Uh, and and jesse was just kind of like what the fuck are you kidding me i mean i think the whole premise of this show of preacher is what is so amazing we all have this ideal image of what god is supposed to be like and what angels are supposed to be like and this show totally throws it off the edge of the Mm -hmm. earth and upside down and all kinds of ways and for angels to be cussing and doing drugs and drinking and God to be like, screw it, I'm out of here, I'm tired of your crap, and to leave mm-hmm. people behind, that's what makes this show so interesting. Right, and, and it's, it's you know, and it's a lot of it is from, um, a lot of it is the same vein as, um, oh, what was that Ben Affleck? Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Affleck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Um, no, no, no. Ben Affleck and not Matt Darko. Damon as the angels. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. I had forgotten spring. about that. Yeah. Um, maybe someone could remember the name of that. Google it. Me. I'm Dubit. Yep. Yep. Stuart, get on that, will you? I'm on it. That's um, but me. that, but that movie, that movie was exactly that. I mean, all the characters were, you know, were abominations of what we expect, or or just uh, more updated aspects of them. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much sacrilegious, basically. Mm-hmm. Or if you've ever read the book by uh, Terry Pratchett and uh, Neil Gaiman called Good Omens. Uh-huh. Dogma. That was another one. Dogma. 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 That's exactly right. Yep. Dogma. So, you know, this is a lot of play off of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in, this, in this show, which is great. I mean, I, I love Dogma for that very reason. And um, that's why I'm enjoying this show. I love seeing the way these characters are kind of changed aspects of our of our expectations and I, I there's a couple times where they've had these kind of leading conversations where people were like 
oh yeah you know i i totally believe you and then they're like no <laughs> right like i think no, uh, no. uh mike did it too didn't he when they were he was first discussing and then he was like so mm -hmm. you're telling me that uh god is no longer in charge and you were told this by some angels and blah 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 and he was like are you guys high right now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> because there are there's these they're kind of living in this you know surrealistic supernatural world, and yet they're going around telling people like it's normal, mm -hmm. right? And oh, it's and the not fact normal. that the fact that it's not normal, it's not it's, it's so absurd, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But you know what? There's a lot of people in this series that are just accepting it. Yeah, well, like like the the uh, police officer that was holding the umbrella over him because he said he was going to burn. Right. Like, that's why the right. chief is like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, who catches <laughs> on fire in the sun? He's like, get out in the sun. But, that's right. Anyways. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. So, um, so Fiori, in the end, though, does decide to help them somewhat, right? By telling them, I guess. Or no, actually, he doesn't, does he? Because no. he, he talks to them <laughs> he <doesn't>. about... <laughs> Yeah, because he talks to them. They're talking about following the music, but Fiori then just turns around and has his conversation with the saint. Well, he, he what he does is he says in a way he's going to help. He almost does agree to until he has that conversation with Jesse, where Jesse, when they're standing in the chapel, and he said, and Jesse says he's still going to use the God voice, and Fiori's trying to tell him, listen, you know that's a bad idea. Don't do it. You know it's 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 not a good thing. And he said, well. It was meant for me. And so he realized that he's never going to give it up. Mm -hmm. It's his power. Yeah. Now. And that's part of it. But also, you know, when he, when he used the uh, smoky brain hand on, on Fiori when he was standing there and he told him to find peace because mm -hmm. he was feeling sympathetic for the guy, um, I think that also brought it on a little bit too because for Fiori was very uncomfortable with the, with the God voice and and having jesse have that mm -hmm. and i think for him to have peace was to was to end that yes and to end his own life yep. so i think that kind of sealed jesse's fate on that yep and when he actually told the saint of killers he said he won't give it up right yeah and yep. he and but he he understood that his way of finding peace was saint of killers to kill him so now my question is who the hell is going to keep the promise of leblanc and fiori that Saint of Killers would actually see his family again if he if those two people are dead. I, I thought the same thing. Well, I mean, it's a covenant written by an angel, right? So it's just right. it's just going to be it's kept. I would think it would just be honored, Hopefully no matter they told what. Someone. But the the I problem you're, you're is correct. I think you're correct, Kim. I mean, that's the problem is there's no one to call him off now. Like his mission is to kill Jesse. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's going to do that. He's going to pursue Jesse until he does that. Oh, yeah, then it's now come to the point where Jesse's going to have to stop him. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Exactly. But Jesse, Jesse's got to stop using the God voice, though. Yeah. Because the God voice is what is causing the saint to follow him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. Like, you put the ring on and then the eye sees you. Sauron. Yeah. It's kind of cool the that The all-knowing eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is Kim it is it is like that but I thought it was kind of sweet too that um, Fiori was made a deal with the um, with the cowboy to kill him 
the way he went out was kind of sad. The way he went out on stage and everybody was like, boo. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it was also kind of poignant, kind of sweet that he was like, screw it. Well, he kept trying to kill himself. And there was no yeah. way. He I mean, was how kill much himself. did you? How much did you love the the scenes when he was when he was doing his act? Oh yeah. And they had like the first couple of rows were like wearing umbrellas and mm-hmm. stuff for the blood splatter. It was like Gallagher smashing. Gallagher. The I was water trying to think of that guy's name. <laughs> yes. And even the scene, you know, when he when the guy cuts him in half with the chainsaw and they open the box and all the guns yeah, start falling out of the, <laughs> the box. I know. What did these like, people think they were watching? Oh my god, that was awesome! Yeah, that was good. Just taking it to that gruesome. <laughs> yeah, like you said, dark humor level. Hmm. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Those. Um, okay, one person that we did not talk about, Gary. Gary. Big Gary. Gary. Oh, Gary! <laughs> totally forgot about Gary. Can you say that again? That was hilarious. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Yeah, Victor's man. So, the real mystery in that whole scene, the real. Thing, question you have is who the hell's victor right well that's what i and that's what i was actually talking to kim about did we hear about a victor in the in the first uh series or the first season, season. when Episode she one. first showed up because didn't someone call her or something like that when she yeah, got out of the car right. in the cornfield yep and that guy got corn cobbed <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have sworn that it was some somebody. She said Victor. Wasn't there also? Wasn't there also another scene where? God, I'm just I, in the Isn't back of my mind. I've got the scene of the guy, the guy getting <laughs> getting a phone call, and he's like sitting in an office or something like that. Yeah, that was the guy that we, we were. That was the um the movie guy, right? I think so. And we were trying to figure out what head. all that was about. Yeah. So it might have been Victor. We never, probably not. That's true. We never really figured out who he was. Mm. Right. But right. but it it's pretty obvious. Victor was like a former boss of hers. I think boyfriend boss. He was lover, my boyfriend. Whatever. Well, I think he probably eventually became like a yeah. He took well. I wouldn't say boyfriend. Mm. I would say Gary seemed to be hinting at that there was some upset about no no no. no. She he probably thought she was a girlfriend, but I'm. Don't think that she thought he was a boyfriend. Okay. She was just sleeping with him just to protect herself. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, well, well, we'll have to find out more about that because we don't really know anything about that situation at this point. But I think we, it's pretty... Other than it's in New Orleans. I think it's pretty safe to say that whatever happened with Victor happened after she broke up with Jesse and left right. Jesse uh-huh. after the whole thing went down at the bank. Yes. And that's probably a part of her life Jesse has no idea about and the stuff that she did during that time. Which is why she's nervous about it. Yes. Because she's like, oh, crap, New Orleans. And that's why she can't marry Jesse now. I, I don't know about you guys, but I am so much wanting her to build another bazooka. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> pretty cans. sweet. Yeah, let's see some more of her skill set. Yeah. I mean, I still thought that what of... of uh, what a way to bring her in as a character when mm-hmm. she shoots down a helicopter with a bazooka with all these kids that she's talking to. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I'm, that was awesome. I'm really excited about their scenes in New Orleans because New Orleans is a very Catholic town. Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot of... Um, Lots sacri- of voodoo, too. Yeah, voodoo. we got a lot of sacrilege going on. They could do some really cool stuff there. Oh, it's a decadent town. It's very decadent. Very, very decadent. It's hot. Lots of naked bodies, good music. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it kind of embodies Jesse. I mean, 
New Orleans is a city of Christianity, and it's also a city of decadence. And Jesse, Jesse kind of reflects both parts. Next episodes are going to be good. Oh, no, this season's going to be great. I'm very uh-huh. excited for it. Another, another quick question. Where does Cassidy keep getting these outfits from? He has constantly got different clothes on that don't fit him. <laughs> yeah, like the big raincoats. Yeah, or yeah, like or that. he's wearing he was wearing that um, like orange sweatshirt something that was like halfway up his belly. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's right. I think he's been hanging out with Nick from Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, maybe and the old probably people. so. Yeah, yeah. He raided the same closet Nick did. He's yeah. gonna be wearing that little lacy white shirt next. Oh yeah, I can see him wearing that. <laughs> I can totally see him wearing that. I look like a pirate. And big sunglasses and a big brimmed, wide brimmed hat. Yep, yep. Perfect. I did I did think one gimmick that was really kind of funny. It was a little subtle. Um, it was dealing with them talking about getting married. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jesse proposes it and Tulip says, you always say marriage is stupid. And Jesse's like, well, that's you who mm-hmm. says that. Right. You know, and then later on she says, you're right. Marriage is stupid. You're right, Jesse. Marriage is stupid. And he says, no, I think you said that. <laughs> yeah. The whole marriage stuff was a little weird for me. Like, it didn't... I mean, I guess... Were they in Las Vegas? Is that where they were at? Or they were in Texas still? I think his explanation for it was good, though, as far as the timing for why he was saying it. He's like, our whole town is dead. That's And true. we're the only ones back. And no family. Either. And her comeback was equally good because she said, that's the worst marriage proposal I've ever gotten. <laughs> We're just going <laughs> to exactly. do it because everybody else is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how you proposed to me? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. April I Fool's. <laughs> it actually was around <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's. Uh, Stuart, it's May. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. No, that was actually April. Yeah. Okay. The first first. one was in January. The second one was in May. (laughs) Okay. Um, Wow, that sounds like a story. Yeah, (laughs) it is. That's why I was. That's why I stopped myself. (laughs) (laughs) It is a story. (laughs) We'll share that. Yeah, in a few episodes. Listeners, if you want to listen to that, listen to our embarrassing stories of Stuart podcast. (laughs) Coming out in July. That'll be coming up directly after this broadcast. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Moving on. Stage left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Stuart is our is our uh, our wise wise man. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that wasn't just chock full of sarcasm. I think we could take a break now, Scotty. You want to take a break? Yeah. Um, We'll be back in a minute, and we will talk about uh, maybe some hits and misses of the shows. everybody we're back and we want to look at a couple of possible hit or misses that might have come from the two episodes um kim since this is your favorite part 
Why don't you lead us out with a hit? Okay. I got some good ones. I actually have two hits this time. That's fine. The first one is the character of the cowboy. I think he's a fantastic character. He actually reminds me a lot of the gunslinger from um, Stephen King, obviously. And I love when they do those close-up, tight shots of his eyes, and you just see the shadow of the hat Mm -hmm. brim over his eyes, and you can just see the anger and the fury in his eyes. That he's just so relentless, and he's just scary as shit. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I actually liked at the gas station, at the tongue-pulling scene. Oh, God, You saw the scale of how big he was compared to that other guy. Yeah, huge and menacing. Yeah. And if you remember last season, the episodes where we got his origin... Mm-hmm. That was the dude was scary as shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those were some of the scariest. That the, what was the hanging tree and so right. forth. Right. That was some of the scariest images that they've had on the show. Were those ones from the from that Texas town? I can't remember. Do you remember what the town was named by chance? I don't. It was Ooh. it was Anvil originally. I it mean, was it was a, the Anvil. 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 Yeah, yeah. I do uh, not remember. It was something in the vein of Purgatory or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Deathville. Um, no, it was Ugh. it was not a nice name. Yeah. But then number two is the um, character of the amazing Ganesh. Mm-hmm. Simply because um, it's a very unexpected twist for an angel to be in that sort of role, to be in something that's so um, um, a person that needs a, uh, acceptance from other people and who... Or the fact that an angel needs acceptance from other people is surprising, right? And the reason he's doing that is to make himself feel better. He's so depressed that he needs that acceptance and that adoration from other people in order to feel like a whole person again. And it's still not working for him. I was going to say, I was just going to ask you the same thing. I mean, I, I, I... I don't think it ever really happened. I mean, no. he never, he always he still looked miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's something so completely off base that you would never mm-hmm. expect from an angel. <laughs> and to be killing himself over and over again in such gruesome ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in front of people. The, the thing as, this, a, as a party favor. Mm-hmm. The scene that got me was when the, the kid came in with the IV mm. and yeah, he right. was asking him how. He comes back from death and he's like, oh, can't give that secret away. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, take him away. Take him away. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, yeah. It was well played. So. Uh, it was yep. pretty good. <laughs> what about you, Stuart? Um, the whole opening sequence, the first 10 minutes of uh, the opening episode was awesome. Yeah, um, on the road. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, from... Cassidy's discussion of uh, <laughs> why they're cutting off infants' foreskins was <laughs> in where they're putting them <laughs> I, to let, to the, the come on Eileen like uh, and you know they're they're running from the cops and they're singing and, oh it was it was so beautiful and I think it was like and then the big shootout too yeah it was the beautiful package of what this show is all about you know. <laughs> it's true. I mean, just like random conversation that has nothing to do with anything, but is causing arguments to we're running from the cops. And it's just, yeah, it's kind of like our family life. Absurd. Absolutely absurd and awesome. I thought it was great. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you, Scott? I had a couple also. Um, One was, of course, what you're saying, Stuart, that opening sequence was just fantastic. It was really hard to beat. 
but also um, for me the the Cassidy Fiore bender that they went on mm-hmm. was so funny. Oh my god, them running around the the place chasing each other and all. It reminded me a lot of of some of the some of the stuff from the movie Step Brothers. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I thought the about stupid that too. Stupid things they were doing like when they're when they're in their sleep and they're just throwing shit around everywhere and they're stuff like that. They're building a fort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're putting the foreskins in ice cream. That's why that's it's right. so that's creamy. Right. <laughs> oh, disgusting. <laughs> he's like <laughs> He's like, Even, well, that's yeah. what makes it creamy. And he's yeah. like, huh, cream. Oh, well, that's a good one. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> he looks at me. He's like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I, 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 when they started kicking that ball around and throwing the Frisbees and shit like that, I, that just tore me up. I was laughing my head off. Very good scene. Very good scene. Kim, were you able to find a negative in the show? It was hard, but I found one. And I will preface this by saying that, yes, I I saw the explanation, heard the explanation on The Talking Dead. But I still think this was a missed opportunity to play. You mean Talking Preacher? Talking Preacher. Sorry. Yes. Yes, Talking Preacher. Um, Missed opportunity to play something from Genesis, the the band. Oh, Oh my God. God. That was so funny when they they said that. (laughs) But it was Genesis. (laughs) That I love hilarious. that when they said on the after show, he's like, he's like, well, it's Genesis. And yeah, we were thinking Genesis. Genesis. And then Genesis he said, so I sense. sat there and thought about it. And I went, oh, wait a minute. It's Genesis. <laughs> 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 that, Which that is, is exactly perfect. how I feel about Genesis. Uh, because I can't stand them. But <laughs> you can't, you can't. You can't get Dexy's away from it, Midnight though. Riders on, on that one. I mean, yeah. that was just no, great. No, no. I mean, so it was a perfect opportunity to play Genesis, and they didn't do it, which actually I'm, I'm happy about and a, a sad about, but it is what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Other than that, the episode was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mine is actually music-related as well. Okay. For my miss. Okay. And it's the double-edged sword of the opening. Now I can't get Come On Eileen out of my head. <laughs> I was know, actually singing it while cooking tonight. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, I used to Eileen. sing Come On Eileen all the time. That was yeah, like that's... our song back in high school. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, I did awesome. too. It's okay, but I mean, come on, no, Eileen. that's a good song, Get out man. of my head. <laughs> no, that's... That, I didn't didn't have any other negatives other than that. I that's pretty good. Yeah, I really liked it, good. both episodes. All right, Scott. The, the only negative I was able to bring out of it really isn't a valid negative. Um, I didn't care for the for the uh, Saints scream, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. But you know, based on what happened in the you know later in the episode or was it in the second episode? I can't remember. Anyway, um, it you know it made sense. It made sense. So I don't really have a valid... I did, other than that, I just did not find a negative. Wow. So we all really like these episodes. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Good. That's the best show on TV right now. Well, that's saying a lot. Better than American Gods? Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it's the dark humor of Preacher really separates it from so much. Um, Dark Gods is a, or American Gods is a fantastic show. If anybody hadn't seen that, it is, it is really incredible. And again, it's, it's mythological characters in different ways than you would expect. 
you know, and that's part of what makes it an interesting show. And it, visually, it'll blow you away. And it does have a it does have enough dark humor in there, but it doesn't have as much dark humor as Preacher does. But it's it's I I would have to say that right now, having seen the first season of of American Gods, I would put them on par with each other right now. Okay. Well, I think Amer- uh, not American Gods. I think Preacher is so fantastic just because of the brevity of it. It allows you to laugh in some really horrible situations. Mm-hmm. Right. Where we don't get that in Fear, The Walking Dead, or The Walking Dead, or some of the other horror-type things. And this has got some gruesome stuff. Even, um, what's the axe murderer thing on um, The Evil Dead? Oh, Evil Dead, yeah. Yeah, that one's hilarious. That's another good one. But that one's that one's even more of a parody. Right. It's It doesn't have the, have the depth that preacher has yeah there's much more yeah there's much more of a storyline that's happening behind this and you know there's a goal somewhere you don't know what it is but there's some sort of goal that this is going towards so it kind of keeps you you know involved in the entire storyline the entire time you know that each character is going to play some sort of role yeah and what's happening so you know it's and you know in our last broadcast one of the scenes we talked about from fear the walking dead that we liked was the scene with the old couple in the beginning dancing um, after the the wife had died, mm-hmm. and the fact that there was just a tiny bit of dark humor in there, and the fact that she didn't have any dentures in, yeah, so she couldn't actually bite him, right? She was just gnawing on him, trying to bite him, and I mean, it was, you know, it was enough of a little bit of dark humor in there to make that scene really stick. Yeah, yeah. true. So I, I think we have a real appreciation for dark humor, definitely. Yeah, well, and just the simple fact that. In life, not every every single thing is serious. Right. And it can't pre- be presented as that all the time. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some sort of mistake that, you know, that's funny. Well, you have to you have to almost seek out the dark humor. I mean, there's so much serious stuff in our lives right now. That... That's very true. And this one is just chock full of craziness <laughs> and silliness. And it's just, I mean, you can't pick it apart like, why did they do this or why did they do that? Because it's, it's... Who knows why the hell they're doing anything they're doing? It's just because that's what they want to do. It's a festival of an insane asylum. It's it's how do they keep going is the question. And right now it's because Jesse allowed them to keep going. But how did they make it this far? I mean, it, it, this one's a hard one for me to podcast about just because there's so much information in this, these episodes. Mm-hmm. Two episodes, we've only had two episodes, and there's so much information in there. It's hard to, like Stuart said, pick it apart. It's just a story. Like, I just... I just like talking about the story and the the basis behind it. So it's different than Fear the Walking Dead or The Walking Dead. Right. It's harder. I I know what you're saying. It's harder for us to really um, dig into the motivations for the characters sometimes. Yeah. Because it's pretty absurd. Whereas when we're doing The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead, we're really into what are the motivations of these characters? What are they doing? Why are they doing this? You know? Right. Whereas on this show, the odd is to be expected. Yeah. Well, and like Cassidy, I mean, there's yeah, he's a vampire like on TV. I know, but he's a vampire. Yeah. He's from Ireland. <laughs> and we, and we he's could a drug be, addict. And we could be saying, oh, oh, well, how do you become a vampire? You know, like, what is the background? Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> no, you know, he's, he's just great, extremely just entertaining. Yeah. And like, his conversations are absolutely insane. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of this punk Irish 
vampire guy mm-hmm. that um, has conspiracy theories for everything and is constantly talking about shit. And is constantly sorry about your to, town, Padre. Yeah, exactly. Trying to figure out ways to get high the entire time. Right. Um, so what more do you need? <laughs> Best character on TV right now. Yeah, and we will find out more, obviously, about uh, Jesse and where Tulip's coming from. But I mean. You know, I mean, it's just kind of fun just seeing the stuff kind of open up as the yeah. story moves through. So just lays itself out yeah. there. And as it as it is moving into what is really the story that is found in the in the comic books. From right? yeah, from what I'm hearing, I guess yeah, you know yeah. more than me now, Scott. Well, I haven't I haven't read the comic books, but I do know that that it does start with them on the road, right? Yeah, yeah. Last season was not the way it started. So we're now into what the comic fans are now seeing from what they read. But none of us have read the comics yet. No. And no. we have vowed not to, even though I'm dying to get my hands on them. Oh, that's right. You didn't even buy them. You have Outcast. I have Outcast to read. Mm-hmm. And Walking Dead. And soon Saga. Yeah. So the Preacher is actually going to be airing on Mondays. It's not airing on Sundays, which is actually good. Because then that means that they're going to have discussions after Preacher comes on, too. Talking Preacher? Yeah. Yeah. And and then they'll have the discussions for after uh, Fear of the Walking Dead as well. So there yes. won't be that stacking stuff. Like, Thank goodness. Um, so that's good, and I, and I hope that it keeps um, viewership up for Preacher, too. I agree. Do you think Chris Hardwick's going to get tired? No. I don't think that guy but ever As tired as tired. we are going to get? He's on speed. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, he doesn't have a real job, so whatever. He doesn't have a real job. What? Well, he's <laughs> on air. That's what. That's his job. That's and a then lot. he's he's still doing that after midnight thing too, isn't he? Or no? I kind of hope not. Yeah, he is. He oh, is. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not a very good show, I don't think. That's well, okay. I haven't seen it. Very we've very only true. seen one. That's I must okay. admit, we've only seen one, but it wasn't very good. Silly game show. Oh, the after midnight game show. Okay, that's I different. Think, I was thinking a talk about show though. Yeah, the Talking Hardwick or whatever it's called. Another one? Yeah. Good Lord. It's on the premise of Talking Dead, but it's just random people. Uh, all right. Um, uh, we should talk more. <laughs> we do realize. have... Good God, he's, got, he's doing all kinds of stuff then. He should be tired. He really, he really needs to watch out though for oversaturating himself a little bit. Well, it's like that one guy who's like in charge of the New Year's things now that was... Oh, didn't he start out on the Ryan. Seacrest? Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest? Yeah, Seacrest does the same sort of thing. It's just keep going and going and going. Take as much in as possible. Okay, we do have some listener feedback. Oh, we what? do. What? Okay. What? Oh, hit us, hit us with it, Stuart. That's true. Devane said, uh, great season opener. Like, like a new show? Come on, Eileen sequence. Amazing. Notice Jesse's bus stop from Breaking Bad in there, too. That's yep. right. They had That's it right. In. And I uh, didn't know there were two episodes till I heard uh, your last podcast. Thanks, guys. Well, you're certainly welcome, Devane. That's very cool. welcome. All right, yeah, we helped somebody. Yay! <laughs> um, Brandon Mitchell said, "I'm so glad Preacher is back. The first episode had so much awesomeness. The second one was great too. The car chase, the shootout, Cassidy, the cowboy, and the other angel. R.I.P. Rip. LOL. He found his peace. Yes, he did." <laughs> <laughs> and so did Jesse. Yes, he did. Exactly. Uh, we Heart TWD said, I love that they're pulling things from the comics. I knew this season would be based on them, but seeing them come to life is wow. Hmm. 
So they must be they must be uh, running pretty close to what the comics are doing. Yeah. Cool. You know, r- running true to the comics. It'll be interesting. You know what would be cool? This would be really awesome. Squirrels that could fly and shoot guns. Laser cats. Laser cats. Laser cats seen. would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking it would be cool to have listeners who actually read the comic do a little comic section. Wouldn't that be neat? Oh, hmm. yeah, that would be hmm. cool. That would be, be cool. cool. That would be cool. Yep, I could see that. That would work. When I did like a search, quick search, because I was looking for some images for Preacher, there's a bunch of images of Preacher people out there, which, you know what, uh, it's fine, because it's not like that spoilery, Mm because it is, like, if you do a search for the Preacher comic, (laughs) you see, Mm -hmm. like, every character that's in the comics, because they feature one, like, on the face of the comics, yeah, on the covers. Um, but I saw a few that I was like, oh man, hmm. shit's getting ready to get crazy. Mm. So, th- I mean, there's, there's some depth. There's a lot of depth to the storyline of this. They've All got right. a lot to work with. So say no more. I won't, I won't say any more. Say no more. Yes, sir. Okay. Kim, did, do we have any pieces of news? We have one news item and this actually has nothing to do with Preacher, but it has everything to do with The Walking Dead. The 43rd annual Saturn Awards were recently held um, this past weekend, and The Walking Dead won several awards, so they came out on top. They won Best Horror TV Series, and they beat out Fear the Walking Dead and American Horror Story Roanoke and The Exorcist for that award. Really? Hmm. Yeah. And if you've ever, have you ever seen American Horror Story? Yes. Scott? Did you see the Roanoke one? Yes. That was super awesome. That was actually really, really well done. I if you have not seen that, that yeah, most of, that. most of the seasons of American Horror Story have been really well done. I love the yeah, Insane have. Asylum one, um, the circus one. Circus one was freaky crazy, but I think I liked Roanoke so much just because it was about North Carolina, and of course we're all from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that's Roanoke is a story that we grow up learning in school, elementary school. I, I had a I had a little problem with it though. As soon as I saw mountains on the shore of North Carolina, well, yes, it was very the scenery was very unrealistic, but we'll take it. Whatever. Um, the Walking Dead also won Best Actor for Andrew Lincoln, and they won Best Guest Performance for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And then, just as an aside, Westworld won for Best Sci-Fi TV Series, and they beat out One Hundred and Timeless. One Hundred cool. is the show that. Um, Alicia from the Fear of the Walking Dead is on. She's on two different series right now. And Ed Harris won for Best Supporting Actor, and he actually won over Norman Reedus nice. and Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Thank you. Good. He deserved it. He was great in that. Uh, Westworld, was, Westworld was fantastic. I can't wait to see it again. I know. I wish they would bring it back quick, but I think they're waiting a whole other year for I it. I think Norman would have won if they gave him some lines. I know. I can't even believe he was up for it this year since he didn't have anything to say. No. He grunted a lot. He, I was going to say, he did a lot of facial expressions. Well, I mean, he was, yeah, he was captive most of the time, but still didn't really give him much to work with. Mm-hmm. All right. Next time on Preacher, which is Season 2, Episode 3, Damsels. Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy get a tip that God might be in New Orleans. Tulip's hiding in a secret, and they're stopping New Orleans, risk exposing her. Well, I think we figured that one out. Yeah, Victor's there. So, we'll find out what that's going to bring us. 
And I'm sure we'll hear some more jazz. Lots and lots of jazz. Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing. No. No. I got no complaints. So, just to clarify, we're going to be doing Fear the Walking Dead. We'll probably be coming out. Our episodes on Fear the Walking Dead will be coming out probably on Wednesdays. And our episodes on Preacher will be coming out on Fridays, just to give us a little bit of time to watch all of them and podcast about them. So stay tuned. Two episodes a week for us. And hopefully you won't get tired of us. I'm thinking the second one's going to come out on Saturdays. But we'll we'll try. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try. Give it that down-home spirit. Try to get it out there. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's probably going to be coming out Saturdays. <laughs> but at least we have time, because now Preacher is moved today. Thank God. Preacher's on Monday. So, Fear the Walking Dead. Thank Sunday, Preacher. Preacher, Monday. Got it? Good. All right. So, yes, thanks for listening to the Fear Me podcast once again. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes so that you don't miss any of our episodes. And you can find us on Twitter at FearMePod, on Facebook at Facebook slash FearMePodcast, and on the web at FearMePodcast.com. And you can email us with any of your thoughts about the episodes at FearMePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Shite. Good night. (laughs)